I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello? Is anybody there? <gasps> ooh, ooh, what's this? It's unfeatured articles. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Unfeatured Articles, the show where we dive into the deep bowels of Wikipedia, finding the weirdest, one most wonderful and wackiest things that we possibly can, uh, discussing articles that some might say they could be unfeatured. Wow. Yeah, mm. wowie. I'm joined as ever by my illustrious co-host, uh, ragman himself, Drewby Cannon. Hello, hello. The infamous cat burglar, James Kehoe. Yes. And... Lord Mayor of Brisbane, Lachlan Graham Quirk Hoy. It's a pleasure to be here, everyone. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. you know what I found out the other day? I make so many references to Graham Quirk, but he's not Lord Mayor anymore. No, he's not. No, the he's Lord Mayor is a, is, a, is a climate change denialist. Shit. And that's just that's just That sucks. Anywho. Mm. Let's just stick with Graham then. Yep. Let's just, yeah, let's go back to Graham. Graham? What's like, Graham up to? Graham, unironically, if I had to choose a member of the Liberal Party that I was like, cool, yeah. it'd be him. It'd probably be he him. was like... Can I just ask, just real quick, it's, up okay, top? Okay, again with the Lord Byron thing, if Graham Quirk is problematic and I don't oh, know, yeah, do please fucking... Do just, yes, 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 yes. Uh, what does the Lord Mayor do? They're the mayor. They, they mayor. It's they just, mayor things. It's just a title, I think. No, they're in charge <laughs> of the they're council. They're just a figurehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the key to the city. No, they're in charge of the council and like the, yes. the, the um, regional government. And is there anything about communication with uh, the Commonwealth? Is that a thing as well? Or is that not? Is that something? Um, I think that's the Governor General. Okay. I mean, we definitely, we have uh, bodies that exist for interactions between different levels yeah. of government. Yes, yeah. Well, he's just um, like, yeah, because like the, at one point, like, yeah, like um, currently Brisbane is controlled by the Liberal Party, mm. but obviously the Labour Party's in, in power at the moment. Sure, sure. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, I believe it's regional government, and and the Lord Mayor is head of the regional government. Yeah, as a rule, the kind of different levels of government don't interact too much, and it's it's just because like because we're a federal yeah. country, uh, the states and the federal government are really separate. And why do we keep coming back to the intricacies of politics on Wait. this podcast? <laughs> Quickly before we move on, yeah. how much do you think the Lord Mayor of Brisbane makes? Oh, like five hundred thousand. Not quite. A bit too high. A bit um, too high, really. Yeah. Hmm. I think judges make oh like one. Thirty or something. Well, so I'm going to say ninety five thousand dollars a year. No, no, hang on, hang on. Because I know that the the pretty much the basic level for a politician in the federal government, and I know this isn't federal government, is a is just above two hundred thousand, which is the point where you start to kind of get tax breaks. Mm. So it's all very two hundred ninety seven thousand mm. two hundred sixty six dollars per right. year. Dear God, and he'll ha- he'll have that for four years. So that's an easy mill uh, just there, baby. Does it, does it say there what uh, their salary in perpetuity is? They normally have like an ongoing salary. That's not salary. going anymore. That's not happening anymore. That's been phased out, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. They're, not, they're not like giving um, ex-politicians pensions going forward anymore. Oh, Every, really? Everyone up to a certain point, like Tony Abbott and John Howard and those lot, they get it until fucking they die. 
but I believe from now on, no one gets it. Huh. When did this change? Recently. Oh, this is the first I'm hearing of this. I'll it look into like it. It was like the go. only good thing that happened, like the, apart from um, gay marriage being legalized, it was like the only good thing that happened. <laughs> good. Okay, good. <laughs> that and, yeah, politicians. That and, uh, yeah. Politicians getting fucking money for doing shit all. Yeah. God, the day that Which they, they already do. The day the Australian <laughs> government forced everyone to get gay married was a really powerful yeah. day. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, gay marriage is legal. Oh, that's that's really good. And also mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, boy. No one read the fine print on the, on the postal vote. They really overcorrected. Yeah. Um, let's take a trip to the orphanage. Yeah, please. So we can, get, we can fulfill our, our household. Mm. Um, Lachlan, can I get There number? is no way the state government would let us four adopt a adopt child. Adopt a child, oh, no. It'd no. be like three men and a baby, but uh, four men and a baby. The most unrealistic thing article. is that, yeah, again, government let um, anyone who wasn't a man and a woman adopt a child. Right. That's why I have um, two matching fake passports yep. with the same surname. I got it, like 16 kids. <laughs> you got so many kids. Yeah. Time for one more. My man loves, loves, loves adopting. Let's go 1,000. Yeah. Four hundred. Yes. And eight. Oh, meow. All right. Oh. Stop this. <laughs> we're, not, we're not allowing this bit. I will reference it. Before what? the podcast started, no, James and Lachlan no. were like, we're what not, if we do no, a bit? No, no, no. What no, if we do a bit it. where every time James meows, Lachlan comes immensely? I don't... That doesn't... I'm sorry, I... I don't know what Fuck you guys, talking man. about. Fuck I'm really guys. sorry for everyone listening at home. Yeah. Curtis is just That's making so stuff up rude. now. I'm so sorry don't that you have to listen to me. this. You That's toxic cut. That's low. That's just. Oh, That's really messed up, That's man. not even comedy. Curtis. That's just not comedy. Like, I yeah. hate my friends. <laughs> it's not. I really wish I'd branched out of my early twenties. <laughs> Koretsky is a surname. Uh, notable people. So many fucking surnames on this list. I know, right? Yeah. People don't want, like to link them. I'll link them. Well, because I think the trouble is people that have these surnames, you don't link to the surname right. in, their, in their things. You link, you to, link to, the to the name. So unless yeah. the surname is significant to them, yeah. to their actual Wikipedia yeah. article, then I don't think they'd link it. Uh, you've got Clement Koretsky. Who's a French cyclist? Nicholas Kerensky, uh, a French actor, and Victor Kerensky, a French mountain biker. Uh, Curtis, I won't do my pin code this time. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. Zane's in the room. He wasn't here before. Zane, I accidentally said my uh, credit card pin number on the podcast before, and it was like, and Drew was like, "It's also Curtis's pin number," and I was like, "Okay, we need to cut." <laughs> Which was an incredible cold an incredible, shot. Yeah. An incredible shot from the hip. It was very good. Drew um, did not know that that was Curtis's pin. Yeah. Uh, I will take uh, 1996. Ooh. Oh. oh, I believe you've already done that. If I I'm did 1995. Oh, that's right. I want to know what's after. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. What is it? Tell me now. Um, all right. It's a name. Okay, so this is Paolo Freire Fier Social Justice Charter School. Paolo Fier Cho- Social Justice Charter School is a public charter high school in Holyoke. Massachusetts. He's chosen just not to recognize it. Is the entire article. Excellent. In case people can't tell, Curtis is back on the soundboard. (laughs) But you know what's funny? I forgot until just then. (laughs) For seven minutes, I was just like, why are there no sounds? And I was like, oh, fuck. Lived in such a beautiful world. James, I'm going to do 1997. Oh! 
Well, then you'll be talking about, uh, you'll have Pavard, which is a French surname. Oh, no. Two yes. surnames. Two surnames. Did he change his stars? Uh, he. <laughs> so we got two people with this surname, Benjamin Pavard and mm. Rene Pavard. James, did he change his stars? I don't think either of them changed their stars. Uh. No! Again, it just keeps going. I reckon we we uh, adopt the one that's not a that's surname. Not a surname. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, Paolo Friere. Sorry, so guys. Sh- Facebook coming through the the headphones there. Naughty, naughty. Paolo Friere, social justice charter school. Uh, we are adopting you. Yeah. Oh my Let God. it be known. And that's so many more kids. That's too. a lot more kids. How many oh, kids do you reckon are in Jesus. there? In that charter school? It does not say. Oh, There's we don't very have the little information about the Palo Fria Social Justice Charter School. Damn. Well, but it's in Massachusetts. This is the perfect opportunity to fill out the Wikipedia article then. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. And we own it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who won? The Charter School. Is You're the Charter by. School. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, God. It sucks to be on this show. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, who's our judge today? Uh, Stupid Cannon. That is me. Do you know when we started this show, it was James's idea and he was like, I've got this idea for a podcast. And I was like, great. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. I think James is kind of just like, I regret everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's. I regret everything. Let's do it. Why not? You come on and do it with me, Curtis. <laughs> Fucking fine. It's, uh, you're a leech, Curtis. A leech. Yeah. It's fine. It's great. Who's going first? You guys. What's up? I, I put a lot of myself into this show, man. <laughs> It's good. We appreciate that. I put a lot of myself into the show, and I just feel like I'm not getting a lot back. Girl, we're giving. You're just not receiving. You've got that wall up. Take that down. Tear down the wall. I can't. Do you have the soundbite of the guy saying "Tear down that wall" in no, the Berlin? No, wait, he does. Tear, Mr. Chavashki, tear down that Mr. wall. Who? There it is. Who? I don't. Do you mean Gorbachev? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said. That's what I said. Yeah, he said Gorbachev uh, cheese. As well. Gorb cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drew and I have recently in- decided to uh, introduce cheese it into our everyday vocabulary. Good. Cheese it. Cheese it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we uh, Let's cheese it? it? We should Let's cheese just it. cheese it. Cheese on with it. Uh, who's going first? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Do it. What do you got for James? I have something that I believe we talked about off air, but I don't think we talked about it on air. Print Wikipedia. Um, print Wikipedia. I think... Lachlan, you might have been talking about this. This sounds familiar. It's an art project um, by Michael Manderberg that printed 106 of the 7,473 volumes of English Wikipedia as it existed on April 7th, 2015. Ah. The project... It's a waste of paper. Shows that it is. You're right. The project shows the spines of the first 19,000... Uh, 1980 volumes of the set, supplemented by 106 actual physical volumes, each oh, each of which runs to 700 pages. A 36-volume index of all the 7.5 million contributors to, uh, to English Wikipedia is also part of the project. The table of contents takes up 91 700-page volumes. The printed volume only includes text of the articles, Images and references are not included. The project was shown at the Denny Gallery in New York City in the summer of 2015. Um, essentially, it is a guy who 
went about to print all of the articles of Wikipedia. Jesus. Uh, Mandeberg originally thought of the project in 2009, but ran into technical difficulty. He then engaged an assistant, Jonathan Corinathan, to aid with the programming of the code to compile, format, and upload an entire English Wikipedia download. These print files were uploaded to self-book publisher Lulu.com and are available for printout as paper volumes. Oh, Man- my God. Yeah. So we can go, you can go onto that website and just like, I'm going to print out fucking, you know... Two uh, percent of all of Wikipedia. Jesus, and <laughs> just have it in my. How many room. articles? How many articles are on Wikipedia? Hang um, on. You keep going. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, look that up. I mean, my uni does what, like eight cents a page. I <laughs> like I could afford that. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> Mandeberg's motivation was to answer the question: How big is it for a data entity? Its size is on the threshold of what can be perceived as a collection of volumes, but not so large as to overwhelm one's senses, such as the data files of Facebook or of the NSA. Oh, God, yeah. Can you imagine if you tried to print out everything that was ever put on Facebook? That would, yeah, oh. no. Hey, guys, I'm back. Yo. Um, guesses. How, of how, many, how many articles are on Wikipedia? Wikipedia, Lachlan? 500,000, three, and 532,000. Um, Bit of a low ball. All right. 6.2 million. I was going to go 2.5 mil. How much, Jay? Zane says 12 billion. That's a lot. Okay, so we've got That's a high a ball, we've got a low ball, we've got two <laughs> boys in between. James, you were the closest. Oh, yeah? 5.9 million. Ah, ah sick. Whoa. 5,903,480. That's so much. Well, <laughs> That's a lot. It was low, It was less than I thought. I thought it was going to be in the... The low billions, to be honest. Sure, yeah. yeah. But well, then you consider how much a billion is. Yeah, that's is. true. It is, like, a, it is a veritable fuck up. Yeah. Quite well, frankly, I think that's too many things to exist, let alone Wikipedia articles. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. A lot of those are surnames, though. So <laughs> 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 um, the executive director of the Wikimedia Foundation, which is the corporation <laughs> that... Uh, Hate that. I hate that name. I don't know. I don't know. For some I reason, really I just fucking like hate that, that name. name. Wikimedia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're the people that do. They do that's, like wiki quotes and yeah. wiki everything. That's the the company that runs Wikipedia. <laughs> we owe so much to them. You can't laugh at the name. We owe so much no, to them. No, I'm not. I'm laughing at a joke someone told me. <laughs> I just like the ultimate goal of this podcast is obviously to be sponsored by Wikipedia. Obviously, I just don't know how that's ever going to happen, considering that how often they're asking for money. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. They're they're in dire straits. Those folks. Yeah. But, I mean, if Wikipedia advertised with us, then maybe we could do, like, I don't know, like a pledge drive or something. We can generate some revenue for you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, we'll come talk to us. We'll throw some sense your way. <laughs> we've, got, we've got an audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the 18th most listened to podcast on That's Not Canon. Damn. It's not 19th. Um, the it exe- is, it's true. That's you factual. you got to think about it that way. <laughs> Executive director of the Wikimedia Foundation, uh, Catherine Mayer, described it as... A gesture at knowledge, which is very, uh, like, not positive or negative. Just like... Yeah. A gesture at knowledge A gesture well. at knowledge is what this is. Uh, and Wikimedia did cooperate with the project. Uh, and Lulu.com, which published it, uh, helped fund it. The task took three years. And the upload process took 24 days, three hours, and 18 minutes. Uh, it was completed on the 12th of July, 2015. Press had attempted to raise money for the full English Wikipedia printout on Indiegogo in 2014 with a goal of $50,000, but the project was pulled. Probably because, like, that's $50,000 to, like, a waste of 
of yeah, a yeah. lot of things. Yeah, also $50,000 to make a series of books on content that you didn't have anything to do with the writing sure, of. Sure, that I could go, yeah, that I could just go on the internet and look at anyway. That probably didn't have Wikipedia's <laughs> approval to do. That yeah. would be harder to index than yeah. just going on the site. It's yeah. also so many trees. It's a lot of trees. Yeah. The pulled project has had intended to print 1,000 volumes, which would take, which would include 1,200 pages each, to 1,200,000 pages in total, equal to about 80 meters of shelf space. Jesus. Manderberg later assured people that he won't be printing out the entire collection, which he didn't. As as we mentioned, he had like 106 volumes uh, were actually printed, and then the uh, the other like 7,000 um, were just like spines on the wall, right? Yeah. So it was just like uh, a gesture. It, it was a gesture at knowledge. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's art. <laughs> it was art. Um, the uh, Mandelberg later assured people he wouldn't be printing the entire collection, claiming an entire collection is not necessary for people to comprehend the true size of Wikipedia. And once people have seen a portion of it, it will help them realize its size. Mandelberg estimates that the printing costs of a full printout would have been around $500,000. The Denny Art Exhibit featured only a selection of actual printed volumes, with about 2,000 of the other volumes represented as spines on the wall. The show revolved around the actual upload of the print files to lulu.com. Uh, that is, I heard a little I don't know tingle. how to st- I don't know how to stop it. That means we're out of time. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so is that... That's, uh, that's about all I got. Ooh, that's uh, fun. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it's fun. Okay, so um, I brought... If it's okay for me to... Please. May I? I, I'd be insulted if you didn't. I will allow it. Thank you so much. No, it's all right. Um, so I brought... Just remember I do things for you. I'll keep it in mind. Okay. I brought a Wikipedia article titled List of Strange Laws. Ooh. Yes. Now, it's a... I would say upsetting. It's an upsettingly sparse article. But we've got a couple, we've got a couple of good ones. Some gems. Uh, for instance, did you guys know that there have been a couple of places in the world throughout human history where it has actually been outlawed for one to die? <laughs> oh? Yeah. So um, the first example of it is the uh, 5th century uh, Greek island of Delos. I mean, I'm sure the... Oh, 6th century, sorry. I'm sure the island exists. Uh, it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know about Delos. It's actually where it was actually sacred to Apollo. Um, oh. And there was a temple on there. And yeah, so it was it was um, not allowed for anyone to die oh. while on the island because that would be seen as an affront to Apollo. Am I right, Locker? Yeah, well, it yeah. was it was the um, like the tyrannical ruler of Athens at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cleon? So, uh, Pete. Pisistratus. Pisistratus. Piss boy. Piss boy. Man. Oh my God. Nix is on Zane. So, um, hey, I'm going to take a picture of this for the okay. Instagram. You keep going. So, so Pissy came along and he was like, <laughs> look guys, look guys, for this temple to be appropriate for our purposes, because it was, it was supposedly this, um, this incredibly holy place. Mm. Um, so he was like, okay, we can't have any graves near the temple. So what he did was he ordered everyone to dig up everything with it, dig up every grave within yeah. the site of within uh site of the temple and move them to like beyond the like the perimeter. It says perimeter. Oh. I'm assuming it means like the like eye line. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, the horizon. And then yeah, and then it, uh, so after 
So, it, so the order was made in the 6th century BC. Mm-hmm. By the 5th century, um, the entire island was cleared of all dead bodies. So not just within sight of the temple. The whole island was cleared of all dead bodies oh. at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and it was officially forbidden for anyone else to die or give birth on oh, the no. island. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which you'll notice looking through this is kind of a common theme. Um, so then we've got some... That's the only, like, old example. There mm. are some more modern examples uh, that date... From about the that's kind of the context of them starts about the twentieth century, but they're fairly recent. So, like there was in Brazil, uh, there's a town called Beritaba Miram, um, which filed a bill. I don't think it actually passed, but it filed a bill in two thousand and five that would make it again illegal for people to die. Because yeah. what had happened and was that they All just ran out dying. of space. Mm. They d- oh okay because and you'll notice. So there's a couple of places where this has happened. Um, it happened again in France in 2000. Mm. And basically, it's the modern history of these laws is just a bunch of places ran out of cemetery space yeah. and said, and we're basically like, look, this is a ridiculous situation. We're not being allowed to, we're not being given any more space to bury our dead. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to put us in this ridiculous situation, then this is our ridiculous solution. Sure. And they just outlawed death. Wow. I'm just curious. Do you. <laughs> Like this, how do they police that? I was going to ask, yeah, yeah. Like how, what, okay, it, I die in one of these places. What's the consequence? Like what happens? Like does your family have to pay something or like? Um, There is actually one of the places. Yeah, here we go. Um, The mayor, the, the Brazilian mayor uh, didn't actually put any punishments into the bill. Yeah. But his suggestions, I guess, when they were, when they were, Whoa. when they were debating yeah, yeah. it were to um, fine relatives or even jail them if necessary. Oh, my God. Um, and it's basically like this, all of these laws, <laughs> other than uh, the, I think the only exceptions being the ancient Greek example and uh, there's a place in Japan, a um, the island of Itsukushima, mm. um, which is just like a sacred place. So people aren't, basically you just have to leave the island if you're going to give birth or you're likely to die. Sure. Um, because it's, <laughs> sacred but other than that it's just places running out of cemetery space and being like well look this is all we can think of and it uh, in a couple of places it actually works (laughs) so in um the mayor of lay lavendale in um france Mm. actually got given a new oh sorry he didn't but uh later another another town did the same thing uh, yeah. seven years later in France and was actually given permission by the government to enlarge the cemetery. Oh, mm. there you go. Um, it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. It's <laughs> like outlaw the dead. If, uh, I, if I need a bigger apartment, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to like not let people die here so that I, cause I've run out of space for people to die. So give me more room. Give me a bigger apartment. It would also really rub salt into the wound of, just any grieving process. 100%. Like, I'm sorry about your oh, husband. No. I'm so sorry. I'm anyway. so sorry. Clink, clink. What's that? Oh, no. You know the rules. You know the rules. You know the rules. Yeah. We told you all. Yeah. Shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have got cancer like an idiot. Um, so there's a couple more There's a couple more fun examples. Like chewing gum spanned in Singapore. Did you guys yeah, know that? No, yeah. I do know that. I think yeah. I did hear about that. Why is that? Um, oh, it's just it's apparently the Prime Minister. Singapore are a bit strict. Sure. Yeah. On well, a lot of different things. You know, 
If you bring, if I, you bring drugs into the country, they put you to death. I mean, I, I yeah, I know that. But gums aren't gums drugs, aren't drugs. Drugs or hubba bubba. No, that's right. That's the only two things they care about. Yeah, well, apparently um, it was just, all it was, was there was a couple of prime ministers in the, it was the prime minister Lee Kuan Yew, uh, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm very sorry, uh, in 1983 uh, said basically, uh, when I was prime minister, people started, were just like vandalizing everything with chewing gum, yeah. because I, I don't know what why it was all of a sudden a problem. Yeah. But people were apparently just like, they were putting it all over all public transport. They were like shoving it in like the keyholes of people's doors no and in their mailboxes. Oh, and gross. Eventually it just got to a point where the government said, fuck this. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't get gum anymore. Fair. Gum is a privilege, not a right. Just their parents <laughs> just like, you don't get to play Xbox. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... If you can't be responsible with your gum, then you're not going to mm. have it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just... Yeah, they've outlawed gum. You can't import or sell gum in Singapore. Uh, tourists can only bring two packets per person. Oh, wow. Um, and more <laughs> than that is illegal. i got to get my fix, man. Uh, apparently, it's only... It, the, the ban has since been partially lifted, so you can have, like, medicated gums. Yeah. So, like, oh, you yeah. can get... Like, a doctor can prescribe you, like, nicotine gum to quit sure. smoking. Sure. But you can't just go down to the store and buy peppermint gum. Yeah. You can't get street gum. No street gum. Well, you can. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it'll <except> cost you. <laughs> it'll uh, cost a premium. Yeah. And then just, like, a couple of other fun ones. Uh, in Jamaica, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia and Barbados, it is illegal to dress in camouflage clothing. Okay. That is the only information this page has. <laughs> that's that's okay. it. Um, and the other one I really liked was, apparently there was a statute, it's called the Statute Forbidding Bearing of Armour or Coming Armed to Parliament Act 1313, where basically, <laughs> uh-huh. after... <laughs> After the king at the time, King Edward II, had a bunch of trouble with all of his uh, lords and barons and stuff coming to parliament. Basically what they would do is they had been trying to restrict the king's power uh, for a while, for like a little while at this point. And the king was not, it was still at a point where like the king could do whatever they wanted. And obviously obviously the king was not listening to people. Sure. So they decided, fuck this. I'm going to show up to parliament wearing a full suit of armor with a sword on my hilt and you're going to fucking listen to me. (laughs) So after, um, after a surprisingly successful parliament session where like all of the lords showed up and were like, just in full armor, like what's up idiot. (laughs) We're going to kill you if you don't do what we say. That's when they managed to um, get the laws that restricted the king's power, finally. Oh, yeah. good. Um, and immediately... That's fall- under duress. If I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the king was like, hey, you can't just show up with swords all the time and tell me what to do. Stop it. Uh, no. Uh, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, so he made it, he made it just straight up illegal to... <laughs> Where to come wearing armour or armed in Parliament. And it didn't work. (laughs) Um, The Earl of Lancaster, so it was passed in 1313. The Earl of Lancaster then in 1316, uh, 1318, and twice in 1319. (laughs) Oh, damn. Showed up to Parliament in full arms. (laughs) Um, It's like, I wouldn't have gotten the idea if you hadn't made the law, so... Thanks for that. In all fairness to the Earl of Lancaster, they didn't have washing machines back then. That's true. Yeah. Was you had to hand yeah. wash everything. <laughs> yeah. Like what some else days, yeah, some days like he's probably too much mead at the pub last night. Totally. We've and all he's been got there. Noth- he's got nothing to wear, so he's like, oh, I've got the armour. 
I know they told me not to, but <laughs> it's fine. Just do a cheeky, yeah. Uh... But yeah, so that was that's just like some 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 silly laws we did. I we did some silly just, ones. Just on the uh, just on the the suit of armor thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which king was that? Uh, king Edward the Second. Okay. Um, I th- well, just linked to that, I believe. So you guys know about like the how in kind of the 1600s, England very briefly overthrew the monarchy. Yes. Did they? Yeah, the Protestants. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. they, because they, they overthrew the monarchy, installed yeah. the English Republic, and then like 20 years later were like, nah, and brought back the king's son after yeah. they executed the last king. Yeah, didn't they like, exile him to France? Yeah. And then they went yeah, over and right. they were like, hey, Can man. Big dog. We messed up. We, we wanged it on this one. <laughs> but um, because the reason that they, they ended the monarchy and... Um, executed King Charles I was because he disbanded Parliament because oh. um, he was like, you're all fired. Huh. So there was no Parliament for a bit. It was just, just the king. king. Yeah. Um, and so they revolted. Um, but I'm pretty sure when they brought back the new king, they made a rule that the king couldn't enter Parliament. Ah, and that, that was sense. only that was only like in the last kind of 100 or so, and 50 so Separation years. Separation of powers, yeah. Of, was like rescinded. <laughs> yeah. Because they mm. were like, no, no, we'll do our thing. You do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tight. well, I mean, without getting too into it, that's kind of British legal history. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, it's them consistently trying to figure out how much power the king or queen has. Yeah, well, the whole legal system is basically based around, like most laws yeah. that we have in Australia, and because we our legal system comes from England, are based on judicial decisions. Basically, the yeah. reason for the decision of a judge is binding on the judges of all lower courts, Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's applicable. Um, and then Parliament just kind of makes laws on top of that to vary things. Yeah. So you couldn't read all of Australia's laws, all of Australia's acts of Parliament and know Australia's laws. You would have yeah. to read all of Australia's up-to-date cases and yeah. then yeah. kind of maybe read yeah. the acts, but yeah. whatever. Um, but because it's basically like the English legal tradition is now seems like it makes sense because we have all these yeah. all these all this stuff to look back on. We have this like rich history, but is really just a result of the king kind of showing up and being like, I don't really want to deal with this. So, um, you guys just like, goes to the judges and is like, you guys do whatever. I'm gonna chill over here. Yeah, and um, I guess tell each other what to do so it kind of makes sense. Anyway, peace because, out. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's Sick. it's one king going, I don't want to deal with any of that. You guys sort it out. And then another king like later going, no, I want more power. I want to yeah. do that. But they're like, but we be doing this. And then they <laughs> just fight. But there is a wonderful, fantastic play. I'm going to do a bit of acting talk now called King Charles III. And it is a future history play mm. written in iambic pentameter. So in the style of Shakespeare about... Charles, as in Prince Charles. Yeah. So him becoming king after Queen Elizabeth dies mm. and mm. then causing a parliamentary um, breakdown because he refuses to sign in a law. And it's not the king's job or Queen's job to be like, no, I don't want this law to be a thing. Yeah. They just have to go, okay, my government in my name has enacted this law. I have to sign it. Mm. So, really but he goes, I don't like this law. I'm not signing it. And then he goes into parliament and disbands parliament. So it's kind of like, a, it's a reflection on... Um, it's a comment on where the monarchy could go and the severe mm, yeah, kind of Republican yeah. sentiment in like a lot of places. Old rules. That and then, yeah, and then it's kind of like a repeat of what happened with King Charles I. Yeah, because uh, I mean, that's yeah. all the common law system is, is yeah. just letting the law do whatever it wants and then realising we fucked up and yeah. changing it after. Yeah. So, I mean, it f- that would have fit within the yeah. grand English tradition. Totally. So. Speaking of grand English tradition, 
I'm going to talk about the Great Stink. Oh, can Yay. I just say one more quick thing? Oh, please. In 1897, um, it was, I think it was Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, the Indiana General Assembly tried to legislate the definition of pie and they were wrong. And that's just very funny. Oh, no. <laughs> As in the number or the tree? As in the mathematical thing, yeah. pie. Uh, they were like, they tried to make a law that said what pie was and then Why? everyone was like, we've known pie better than this since like ancient times. What that's the fuck so are you weird. doing? Yeah, they used it in like, they tried to use a method that's been disproven, that like is was proven to not be actually mathematically accurate so long ago. Anyway, just very funny. Classic Indiana. Good. Oh, the great stink. Great stink. Well, no, I want to talk stink. about how much I hate Indiana. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. This is the new the state of Indiana. It's my big Sahil Aldile. No, um, the great stink was an event. Is that what you just did in the bathroom? Poopy. I haven't been able to poo since 1992. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I didn't know. It it does rhyme, but it's 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 very sad. It's really, really just a problem. Yeah, <laughs> something to say, Lachlan. And as soon as you finish your greens, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, the great stink was an event in central London in July and August 1858 where I, Curtis Lang, went to the bathroom. No. Uh, during which the hot weather exacerbated the small the smell of untreated human waste and industrial effluent that was present on the banks of the River Thames. Oh. So, bit of backstory. This was during the time when the sewers, they just dumped into the Thames. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. before sewers were like, there was proper sewer or anything like that. And like, you know, it's kind of like, like the River Ganges is just fucked, right? Oh. Mm. Big yeah. Ganges is fucked. It's like, it if... There's parts of it if you go in. It's like that bit with a with a fish in The Simpsons jumps into the river and then it comes out with three, three eyes. eyes. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. So yeah. All all this human waste and this um industrial waste was just dumping into the Thames. Yeah. And then for like a a while, this it says whenever the word miasma is used, oh boy, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The miasma from the effluent was thought to transmit contagious diseases and three outbreaks of cholera Shit. before the grey stick were blamed on the ongoing pr- problems with the river. The smell and fears of its possible effects prompted action from the local and national administra- administrators who had been considering possible solutions for the problem. The authorities accepted a proposal from the civil engineer Joseph Balzaghetti to whom the effluent eastwards along a series of interconnecting sewers that sloped towards outfalls beyond the metropolitan area. Sure. Um, so this guy pretty much was just like, he came in and he just fixed the sewage system. He was like, hey, like, what if the shit was out of London? <laughs> out of London. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they, um, in a similar vein, the way they discovered what cholera was and like what caused it was because um, similarly in London, someone was some woman was washing her baby who had cholera's nappies in a well. Oh no. Uh, so and then a bunch of people <laughs> drank that water. London, my my point being, yeah, London, it just kind of was like that in London then. Yeah, yeah. Well, London was just a little wacky. Yeah. What was it? what year was this? Cholera is an infection of the small intestine. Oh, that ain't good. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no. You don't want cholera. It's bad juju. Well, you don't. People don't really get it in the first world anymore, do they? Not as a rule. It's one of those like unsafe drinking things. Fun yeah. fact. Yo. Um, do you know that the, the the concept, you probably know this, Lachlan, the concept of the first and the third world comes from the Cold War. Mm. Because the first world is um, so uh, is countries that are uh, allies of America. Oh. The second world is countries that are allies of, Ru- of the Soviet Union. Oh. And the third world is actually just neutral countries. 
Oh, so Ireland, really? Ireland was a third world. Huh. And the so the, the idea that like third world is like poor countries or, and underdeveloped, yeah. not true. Wow. It's just like, it, that's not where the term originated. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. this weird thing that we've kind of warped. Well, because right. it's, it's just a matter of like, and obviously I'm like speculating here, mm. but it's like once you get rid of second world and then, and you have these third world countries who were never allied with the superpower, yeah, then sure. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have anywhere near the level of industrialization. Oh, so exactly. then it kind of becomes when it's just first and third and you don't have the Soviet Union to look at, you're like, oh, it's the rich and poor countries. Yeah. 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 Fun fact, the literature, I believe, from what I've been reading now refers to third world as the global south. Yes. Oh, okay. Is the um, That's the like accepted legal... Jurisprudence term. That's and what that's you read in like academic articles. In mm. writing, when there's first and third person, first person is when you're allied with the US. Yeah, yeah. And third, yeah. third person yeah. is when you're poor. Is yeah. neutral when you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second person is when you're with Russia. Yeah, Only yeah. poor people write in third person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because third person is more complicated than first person. Ooh. To get right, second person is very hard to get right. Second person is fucked. Yeah. It, it's because it's I'm talking to you. Like you're like I'm the book, you're the reader, yes, and I'm right. talking to you. That's right. I don't even want to write. Like I'm not a writer, but I've yeah. always wanted to try and write a full book in second person. Don't. Mm. It's bad. I want to. I think it'd be fun. That's the, it's literally one of the first things they teach you in writing at university. They just go, "Don't try doing second person. Oh, don't but, do it. Oh, but it'd be fun. But what if you no. did? What if you did? Huh? What if you did? <laughs> Anywho, so away from the third world uh, and back to London. <laughs> Bloody with Boris Johnson it soon and Brexit it soon might be a third world. Am I right, kids? Oh, <laughs> no. Um, uh huh. So yeah, there was a nickname for uh, the water of the Thames. It was called Monster Soup. <laughs> oh no! Because um, they just had no idea what the fuck was in it. Um, so yeah, brick sewers had been built in London from the 17th century with sections of the Fleet and Walbrook rivers were, uh, they were covered for that purpose. Mm. So they were just like, they were the shit rivers. Sure. That's where the shit went. In the century preceding 1856, over a hundred sewers was constructed in London. And at that date, the city had about 200,000 cesspits and 360 sewers. Some cesspits leaked methane and other gases which were often caught fire and exploded, oh, no. leading to oh. the loss of life while many sewers were in poor state of repair. <laughs> what a way to go. That's, yeah. yeah. At, at the pearly gates in St. Peter's, like, and how did you die, my son? <laughs> I got exploded. <laughs> in poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tragic, too, because you'd never see it coming. Nah. It's just like one moment you'd be walking down the street and the next it's just like... Body bits and shit everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. That's how I, mean, I want to go. Yeah. That's a Thursday night for me. Do you guys, <laughs> <laughs> guys want to hear a poem about the oh, dirty river? Oh, please. Filthy river, filthy river, foul from London to the Nore. What art thou but one vast gutter, one tremendous shitty shore? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I nice. like it. I like short, it. Short and sweet. Yeah, poem. short and sweet. I love um, it. So, yeah. The, uh, where was I? Where was I? Uh, despite the during the early 19th century improvements had been undertaken in the supply to waters to Londoners and by 1858 many of the city's medieval wooden water pipes were being replaced with iron ones this combined with the introduction of flushing toilets and the rising when did toilets become a thing ooh uh, and the rising of the city population were just under 1 million to 3 million wow uh, led to more water being flushed into the sewers along with the associated effluent the outfalls slaughterhouses slaughterhouses Fuck. Yikes. Mm. And already fallen. So this all of this shit was just going into the river. Yeah. 
It's insane to think that there was a point where we just didn't think that that would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least. <laughs> well. <laughs> at least now all of the like disasters we're causing, we know are happening. We're just choosing to do them anyway. But back then, it's like you just don't even know. Like yeah. not yeah. knowing that you should put the shit somewhere <laughs> yeah. else. Do you reckon they had uh, like we have like climate change deniers? They had like shit, <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit river deniers. Yeah, great well, stink deniers. Well, the miasma theory yeah. uh, is an obsolete medical theory that held diseases such as cholera, chlamydia, and the Black Death were caused by miasma, uh, a noxious form of bad air, also known as the night air. It, oh, yeah. there right. was a it was a, there was a whole period of medicine where um the predominant where the prevailing theory it was shortly after the humoral system. Kind of phased out. I believe. Oh, sure, like the I think it was like the ne- yeah. It was, okay. I'm pretty sure the miasma theory was the next major one. Huh. Um, but yeah, it was like we we just believed that it was bad smells. Huh. Like that's it. Is that why they had like those smelling things for like waking people or whatever? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I oh, think those, smelling. Salts. I don't know. Smelling salts I don't know anything stuff. about those, but yeah. I do know that the beak on a plague doctor's mask was so that they could put like nice smelling stuff in there. Oh, because yeah, cool. they thought that that would filter the plague out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and it didn't. didn't. <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> so, no. No, the scary mask scared the plague away. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what yeah. it uh, That's all I got on the big... St- there's a lot more on the big stink, the great stink, uh, the big sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> the big sick, great film. Yeah, um, Kamel. Kamel, uh, yeah. uh, So, yeah, but, yeah, I can't... Now I just want to know when toilets became, like, common. Well, because mm. Thomas Crapper, right, he invented... What? Thomas Crapper... Genuinely? Yeah. Yeah, did you know English that? Oh, who... You weren't I was kidding? not joking. We exchanged a glance when I first said it. Uh, he founded Thomas Crapper & Co. in London, a sanitary equipment company. Uh, Crapper held nine patents. Three. So of... Is that where the word crap comes from? Yes. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I should have saved this and done it I was as an article. Just say, I was going to say that. We should save it for... <laughs> no, and it's now it's become part of my article. Great. I'm, it has often been claimed in popular culture that the slang term for the human bodily waste crap originated with Thomas Crapper because of the association with lavatories. A common version of this story is that the American serviceman stationed in England during World War I saw his name on cisterns and used it as army slang, i.e. I'm going to the crapper. Um, oh. The word crap is actually... So it's not... Oh. The word is actually of Middle Eastern origin and predates its application to bodily waste. It most likely entom- entomological origin is a combo- combination of two older words. The Dutch krappen, to pluck off, cut off, or separate uh, when you're pinching. Ah. ah. And the old French crappe, uh, not to be confused with crepe. Of course. Uh, you oh, definitely don't want to confuse oh, it with crepe. Really do not want to get nice, that one Nice Nutella up. crepe, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sifting to waste or rejected matter. Uh, in English, it was used to refer to chaff and also to weeds and other rubbish. The first application to bodily waste, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, appeared in 1846 using a reference to a crapping can or a privy where ken means a house. So um, there you go. While we're just... Going off on a little bit of a tangent. Also, feel free to contact us through Facebook for my family's traditional recipe for monster soup. It's delicious. Mm. Oh, yeah. I actually have had that. It's oh, yeah. Really? To die for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know each haggis, Lockley. Oh, no, he's back. Well, you know each haggis. Oh, no. All right, those are our three. Uh, I Who started? You started, Drew. What do you have? No, I'm judging. He's judging. Oh, you're judging. You I started. You dingus. I'm you so started. Just because of that. So I did the first one, and uh, I did print Wikipedia. Print Wikipedia was mine. Yeah. 
I don't think we're allowed this. I don't think if we speak over, if we speak over it, it's fine. Oh, good to Lots know. Well, did I did the I did the silly boy laws. All those oh, silly yes. laws. The silly laws. And I did the big stink, and then we talked about poo. And then we talked about and poo. crap. About poo. Well, I I can't go past the big stink. That's fine. I really like yeah, the it's big good. stink. <laughs> Thanks for the win, boys. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was, was very Look, I gotta admit, nice. I wasn't sold on the Golden Girls at the start, but you brought it Boy, back. Boy, how did I bring them back? You brought it back. That's what those girls do. That's what those girls do. They Betty White, come on the show. They tug at your heartstrings. Very well done, Curtis Oh, Lang. God. It's, just, it's so soft. I'm mm. so sorry, James. Did you want Betty on the show? Oh. Don't tell me. I need a call back. Sorry. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> did you kill What's Betty White? <laughs> I just didn't think we'd be interested. Oh, <laughs> oh no. wait. Oh, no. Oh, we could have had Betty on the podcast. Oh, Betty, She no. actually reached out to me. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's crazy. All right, this is a song called Call to Adventure, but let's just pretend it's called Call to Betty. Hey, Betty, come on the show. Oh. Hey, Betty. Wait. Is this the is theme this song? Is this the Dungeon Deep Dive theme song? Yes. Hey. Well, that's a beautiful, beautiful segue <laughs> into our exiting segment. <laughs> Um, th- 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 thank you everyone for listening to Unfeatured Articles this week. We did an episode on Wikipedia stuff. Uh, I've been Lachlan Hoy, or at least that's what my license says. Boy, 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 boy. No, 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 Talk about your Dungeon Deep Dive podcast. Oh, yeah. um, oh okay. Well, I was going to let you guys see names for Oh, whatever. Um, so... Uh, for more of my voice and the voice of other people, uh, check out Dungeon Deep Dive. It's another That's Not Canon podcast. It's just basically we do all the legwork for your world building shit for RPGs and creative right. Just any kind of fantasy thing, really. Role playing games, D&D, Dungeon World. D&D's the focus, but it's yeah. like it's kind of universally applicable. We just yeah. look at like the history and then kind of how to get around the limitations that history imposed and what stuff you could do with things when you... Get it in your show. We did a thing on pirates. Uh, I think breweries will be up by now. Breweries? Yeah, breweries. Oh. Bre- breweries and brewing generally. Just kind of alcoholic drinks. Beautiful. It's good fun. Best talk of a Star Wars episode. Oh. I wonder who will be on that one. Oh. Well, we actually weren't looking to... Bring anyone in? Wow, there's no one that we, well, there's no one that we know that knows anything no. about Star Wars wow. that we'd like to have on the show. So fucking yeah. hell! Like I it's can't. my it's my one definable personality. Co- <laughs> I, I lost my words because you I'm did? so upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, it kept going. Come on, I'll take that thing away from you. I will turn this car around. This, oh Which, no! You put the no over it. <laughs> Turn it off. Dad. <laughs> Turn it off. I told you to be responsible. Anyway, you can find us on... I don't, know why, I don't know why you don't like it when I use it. <laughs> I like it when you use it. Just use it responsibly. I do use it responsibly. Uh, well. Yeah. I do. I do use it responsibly. This has been Unfeatured Articles. <laughs> find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can Unfeatured find articles. any of the older podcasts oh, on apps like Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes yeah. and Spotify. Yeah, you can. It's on there and, you know. Meow. <laughs> and as always, browse responsibly. Yeah.
<laughs> so, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zainty Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.